right, everyone, welcome back to Raisa Contra El Mundo with me, Ray, and my friend, Isaac. What is going on? I'm good. School is done. I just got a job for the summer. Yeah, I saw that on your story. Yeah, celebrating. What are you going to do there? Uh, it's pretty similar to the job I just had. So the job I just had was basically event planning for international students at my university. And now it's uh, event planning and, and planning for the orientation for your students. So just kind of like a shift of groups, uh, <laughs> but still pretty similar. To bigger group? Yeah, bigger group. First year experience, I can still put myself in their shoes. We'll see. Okay. How about yourself, man? What have you been up to? I've been um, busy with grandmas. Last week, we had our first collaboration post. If you saw that, what right now? So there's this guy who's really also really interested in food and history kind of thing. And then we asked him to like collaborate. And that guy actually has a lot of a lot more following than ours. So okay. that's like a win-win situation kind of thing where we make his content into the carousel content that we usually do and then get more exposure. All right. So this week, man, we're having another guest. As we said a few weeks back that we're going to invite anyone from all over the place, name the continent. Like when I say name the continent, we mean it. Everybody, please welcome our friend from Nigeria, who's now living in the United States of America. Please welcome Vanessa. Hey. Hi, my name is Vanessa. I live in Washington um, State, not D.C. Um, it's been great. Yeah, <laughs> I have to clarify, you know, yeah. Washington State, not that's D.C. Always, that's always the um, <laughs> the question. Yes. Wait, Seattle is in Washington? I thought Washington mm-hmm. is in capital. <laughs> How are you, though? How you been doing? Um, I've been good. I just took my um, nursing license exam and that went good. Thankfully, I passed. <laughs> Whoa, I would have been crying on this congrats, podcast if congrats. I didn't. So thank you. Um, yeah. And I just had an interview today. So hopefully that goes good. So are you yeah. now officially a nurse? Mm-hmm. I'm a licensed nurse. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Is that you exam say? part of university or something you do afterwards? Uh, something you do afterwards to get your license. Okay. So after, did you do your degree in the U.S. as well? Yes, I did. I did it all in um, Olympia, Washington. Olympia is the capital of Washington. Okay. It's okay. a really small town in um, Washington. So I did it in Olympia. How uh, much time did you have between your exchange and then going to university uh, back in the U.S. where you did your exchange? So I did my exchange in Olympia, Washington. That's why it was easier for me to come back to Olympia. And I went back to Nigeria for a year and then I tried going to university back in Nigeria. But I think I missed the, the date for applying for that year. So okay. I had to wait a whole year. And by the time it got to the end of the year, like the uh, college, like they sent me a message like, hey, do you want to come school here? And I was like, right on time. And so uh, I was able to apply for the university here in Olympia. So I did spend a year back home before coming back. How, how did you get the offer like for my rotary program? counselor, my rotary count? You know how oh. we have rotary counselors that take us to rotary meetings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK, I don't know if you guys did things that, like Happy Bucks where you go up. Oh, yeah. We did. The- Everybody exactly. Does. Yeah. So it's like it was during Happy Bucks. And so she went up and she said, oh, I, I spoke to my exchange student, Vanessa, and uh, she's doing good. But she's been trying to go get back into school and everything. And it's like it's been really hard for her and that was all she said and the president of my college was attending the meeting as a guest speaker or guest something Whoa. and then he had said i'm telling you he was like 
oh, tell her to come. I'll give her a full scholarship. Let her come over. Whew. And it was that easy. I, I can't, it's just, I mean, it's a very interesting story, but that was yeah. how Whoa. I, it took, it took me a month and I was here. I was back here and I still couldn't believe it. Cause I'd run into old, um, old high school classmates and they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, girl, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Shit just happened, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't explain it either. <laughs> but yes, that that's exactly how it happened. I didn't have to wow. apply for anything. It was just, you know, luck mm. and just being speaking to the right people, I guess. Right. Could you uh you um either of you explain the happy bucks cuz I'm not I'm not I don't know oh. that all exchange students have that experience. Right. A bit okay. lost. Vanessa, do you want to explain? Uh yes. Um during the weekly meetings, uh, I don't know if the other clubs gave their students money, but my counselor would give us a dollar or uh, two or whatever but it's supposed to be like a buck so you okay. go up on during the meeting you go up on stage and you say what you're happy for that week you know what's going well for you what's going good for you and so everybody can do it but I think everybody does it actually but they encourage international students to do it so like you explain like, you know you share your experiences for the week or two how school is going for you what have you learned you know it's kind of an interesting experience and it's right. something that i actually mm-hmm. looked forward to because they were really eager to hear what we've learned or, you know what was what's different culturally and you know mm-hmm. and so that's mm-hmm. what happy bucks is in my club in port hardy well they said as happy and sad dollar so you can also <laughs> tell your sad story <laughs> Yeah. Did you funny. ever tell a sad story? Actually, I only participated in that activity once. The host forgot to mention my name as a guest because exchange students are always the guest. And that's like the <laughs> law there. And then okay. I exposed her and then she got fined <laughs> that day. So, yeah, that was my sad dollars. It's a it's a hell for someone else. Gotcha. So, Vanessa. Yes. What part of Nigeria were you from? Lagos? Um, yes, I'm from Lagos. I grew right. up in, I was raised and born there, born and raised. Is that a capital? It used to be, but it's not anymore. Um, where, Abuja where is, is the capital. So is it further north? Yes, it's further north. My final year project supervisor in mm-hmm. my university is from Nigeria. So I went to study in Malaysia. He was my supervisor. And that guy is super cool. He's from um <laughs> Ibadan. Uh huh. Yeah, it's super cool. I know I've been there. Got the voice and everything. Shit. <laughs> so, when you applied to Rotary, was America your first choice or how does that work? When I applied, Canada was actually my first choice. I was supposed to go to Canada. Right. And what happened was I had applied for my visa. It was taking the longest time. The exchange year started, right? And you can't miss things like orientation, you know, the Rotary orientation. Like once you miss those, it's kind of, I don't know, Yeah. very vital to being an exchange student. And yeah, I yeah. missed the first couple of weeks and actually had to wait for the next exchange year right right out of high school so i had to wait for the next exchange year and they were like so we're gonna try for canada again but also we're gonna try for us and whatever you get the visa whatever visa you get first we're gonna get you to to the um so that country mm-hmm. and so i had gotten to us and that was how i am really lucky because they could have easily let me go yeah so yeah. yo i remembered you were just you just got there when you went to the uh, orientation eh? Mm-hmm. yes yes I, yeah. I got there just got there like a few hours yeah and then we're like orientation orientation and i met everybody yes with the names i need to remember <laughs> Yep, like 30 other names. Yep. <laughs> After you didn't get in the first time, mm-hmm. you had a whole year of waiting. 
right? Is that I right? had a whole I had a whole year, yeah, because that exchange year the cycle had already started, and I don't think they were really gonna let me go halfway. And so they mm-hmm. said, you can try for next year. We'll put your name again. And, you know, since you were selected the first time, it's like, you know, you don't have to go through the whole process again. Just submit your application again and we'll process it over again. And so that was what happened the second time I got to the U.S. And so. Mm-hmm. And what was it like the first time when you when you knew you had to wait? Uh, did you feel like discouraged to try to attack? Um apply again or what was that like yeah most definitely i think i applied for that visa twice and both times they were just the first time i think they said no and then the second time they were taking their sweet long time and you know it's quite discouraging because you have orientation with other people in your country going out as well Mm -hmm. and then you know to see everyone leave and then you're just the last person like oh well what's wrong with my application or what's wrong what, what documents am i missing mm. and you know to sit home all year while mm. both both home you know high school classmates are in university and everyone else is just doing stuff and you're just home so it was, it was just you know i was like do i should i just apply to regular school back home and just go to university because in my country, we graduate a little bit earlier. So at 16, everyone's just done with high school. Whoa. And so, okay. yeah, so becoming so coming to the United States to be an exchange student put me back a year mm-hmm. plus the year that I had to wait. So, so, two, I, years. It was, it was, so two years, right. Mm-hmm. People were, you know, moving forward and doing classes in, in the university and I was just home. <laughs> But you're normal in the American like time frame, eh? Yes, I'm very normal in I'm right on time actually. Because right. they graduate at 18. And mm-hmm. so that year off plus me coming to be a senior put me right at 18. Right. Yeah. yeah. Probably those circumstances circumstances just put you on track for the American time. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know it's you gotta do what you gotta do yeah i guess it was needed break time i remember mm-hmm. you didn't did you get your uh, canadian visa when you got to i still didn't you know you guys went on the vancouver trip or something yeah i wasn't a... able to go because i still didn't get a canadian visa that was when like everyone went on this trip and you know what was even sadder was my house was the hosting house <laughs> all right so the students on this part of town who were exchange students all slept at my house the night before. Right. Because I used to live, um, you know, I don't know if you know Maureen. Yeah. I used to live at Maureen. And so they all slept over before going on that trip. And I was like, damn, I'm so sad. <laughs> so that was like a second time you got to watch all the exchange students leave again. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> it's like a double whammy. That was hard. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I had school the next day, so it was even it was way worse. So, Vanessa, can you tell us about what it was like once you got on, like, got off the plane into the U.S.? What were some of your first impressions of? Yeah, it was my definitely it was my first time leaving the country, and mm-hmm. I I was sixteen. I and I don't think it really hit me how big of a thing it was. Right, I was just like, yeah, America, oh, fun. Um, we're going to live good. It's going to be like the movies, high school right. musical. It's always the very movies, enchan- man. <laughs> yep. Very enchanting, very... And it just didn't hit me that, whoa, you left the whole continent and you're in a state where you have no family. Right. You, you literally know no, nobody. Like today's the first you're going to meet people that you don't know. And it didn't... I didn't... I don't think I really thought about it <laughs> initially, but... When I look back, I'm like, whoa, I really left home and came to a state where I didn't know anybody or I didn't even have a bank account. That's even how I just got on the plane <laughs> with a bag. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, it was really hard for me because I was very introverted and I wouldn't do mm. stuff unless I was asked yeah. to do it. You know, I wouldn't go out 
and I stayed home. And just culturally, from where I'm from in Nigeria, it's girls are not really, you know, let not I wouldn't say let because now in 2021, everybody does what they need to do. But when I was growing up, you can't really like be outside, you know, doing stuff and hanging out with friends that as much as Americans do, not even close. Like not, not even close. And so when my first post family, when I got here, I was just indoor the entire, I think for the first couple of months, I was just home. I was like, right after school, I was coming home. And my husband said like, don't you have friends? You guys could go do stuff, right? And I was like, you mean, you mean I could leave? You mean I could go out? And she's like, "Uh, yeah, you could go and do sleepovers and stuff. And that was, that. I'd say that was my number one culture shock. Like the big one was the fact that, and I had a whole sister who was like two years younger. She was barely home. In my head, I'm like, what are you doing outside this late? Because, you know, that's how my brain functions. Like, why are you outside? Why are you always outside so late? Like, don't your parents care? But after I'm like, oh, so this is how it is here. And your your host parents just didn't understand like what your no, you I will understand. No, I will never forget because she came up to me. She's like, are you? I think she thought I was sad and depressed because I left home. She was like, oh, are you okay? You know, you could go out and do stuff and have fun. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. This is what I do all the time. Like, sit home and do nothing. But for the last seventeen years. Girl. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had I had four siblings, so I know they were all the entertainment I needed. But right. <laughs> no, <laughs> but she was like, "You need to go outside." And so I was able. After she said that, I joined a couple of clubs. I did a couple of things, and it went good from there. Yeah, I think I definitely needed that. Yeah, yeah, I needed that push for sure. What's the curfew in Nigeria? What time? Oof, um, I I really haven't I haven't been home since 2016, but I I would like to say things are so different. My mom, as soon as you got back from school, just go home straight. Then that's your curfew. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's that's it. You you can't be outside. You like, oh mom, can I go buy a snack? No, go it's and dangerous stay home. out there. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I I get where she's coming from. She had three daughters, and you know, she's yeah. being extra cautious, but. I heard that my brothers are just out and about, just it's doing their own things. Yeah, it's it's different though with with guys. It's yeah, different. yeah, I, it definitely is. But no, my my sister actually went out more than I am. Oh, really? Yeah, like that is she's, crazy. She's she's, she's kind of less. I'd say she had bigger play group. Mm-hmm. That so, makes sense. Yeah, I'm introverted yeah. too, so I, I definitely feel you. Mm-hmm. I think everyone we've talked to except maybe paula and um Dina. or what's his name juan juan mm, yeah he's actually yeah. but there's there definitely seems to be like a trend for introverts being attracted to this and then right. i guess because it's such a like yeah like you said it's such a push and it's such a you see such a benefit yeah. from it into like mm-hmm. growing and becoming more comfortable Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely say there's been a very big switch over the couple of years. Just for me, it's sometimes I wonder like, wow, how am I able to do all this stuff? You know, old Vanessa would not have been able to do a couple of things that I've been able to do mm-hmm. you know, work-wise. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when did when did it hit you? Like the realization that, oh crap, I'm going to be here for a year. And that year was like something very distant you can't really see. And you're like starting to get frightened or something. Did you get that? I think it was maybe during Christmas, like December, when, you know, everyone's going home to their families and even your host families, they're celebrating and they're getting all these gifts from extended family. And you're just in the corner like, whoa, okay, where's my family? Or <laughs> then it starts to get, <laughs> yeah, Christmas or Christmas is still the worst holiday for me because back home, it's a very big celebration where everybody gets together. You know, they're out here posting their get together and I'm just here like, right. wow, okay, yeah, I see be- how it is. 
how big is your family in Nigeria, like the extended family? My extended family is quite big. And everybody goes home to the grandparents' house right. during Christmas. Yeah, so yeah, it's quite big. So my dad has five children, and he has, I think, seven siblings, and they <laughs> each have like five children. <laughs> so I say it goes on for quite. And then my mom has like seven siblings as well. Right. And each, and so it's a very big family. Yeah. And so you know, to be one unit in the U.S. by yourself, where whereas they're just you know they're all growing up together, they're making memories together. It's like the con of mm. <laughs> yeah yeah I feel, that. Okay. feel that I'm over it. <laughs> Christmas was really hard for me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similarly, yeah, I remember I actually bought myself a toothbrush for Christmas. <laughs> that was my only gift. Everyone else, it was just like a normal day in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. It was so hard going to school that day, uh, and I bought myself a toothbrush, wrapped it up, <laughs> opened it, and then like opened it at midnight. It's like the Colombian rice. Yeah, that you was start, so hard. Start chanting that Veli, Feliz Navidad song by yourself. <laughs> no, we don't actually. We don't actually sing that. <laughs> Well, that's that's, a, so that's like a Hallmark song. It's not actually something we sing. I'm sure it's very Americanized. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I was Mark quite fortunate. I, I had a good host exactly. family. No, yeah, I had. I, I for the past couple of years, I've had a couple. Like, I've had a couple host families. Just you know, being foreign exchange and then being an international student. But this last one, they they've been really good. I lived with them for quite a long time, and even after I moved out during Christmas, they'd still buy me presents. Oh, they'd still sweet. extend. Yeah, you meet some good ones and still extend the invitation like hey are you coming up for christmas hey are you coming up for easter how many host families do you have have i had or right now i don't have any right now you had you had have i had okay so my first exchange year i had four and then over the past couple late university and stuff i think i've had five so nine in total since moving to the u.s I've moved around a lot. So you've been with host families during university as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. Who are they? Are they like Rotarians too? No, not Rotarians. I don't know what kind of luck it is, but someone's definitely praying for me somewhere. So when I moved back for college, I met this girl in high school and she's like, oh, mom, I want to be a host, you know, and we can probably host her for a year. And so... I already had a house coming in back to the United States for college, but, and the, I mean, you still have to pay rent, but it was half of what we would pay regularly. Right. So it was, I was kind of lucky. Mm-hmm. And then I had a best friend who was also um, an exchange student in high school. Both of us were, but she was with a different program. I don't remember what program it was. AFS? Yeah. Yes, yes. She was yeah. from AFS. Okay. And so she was from Spain and she had her host family. And they're really <laughs> nice. They would always invite me, you know, on trips and stuff. So when I came back after living with that family for one year, they offered to host me. And then they hosted me for two years. And right. I lived with different family. Yeah. So I've lived with multiple, cool. just friends of friends and people just trying to help out oh you've had a lot of luck in the u.s then That's yes good to hear. it seems that yeah. you have it seems that you have an unending exchange year yeah. <laughs> no for real the it's world's like first standard. nine year yeah, the world's no, first nine year exchange year <laughs> Eventually, I moved out and I was like, okay, I'm a grown adult. I got to do what adults do. Uh, I was um, just kind of scrolling through Instagram and I came across a post where they were saying how weird it is for exchange students to just move into strangers' house. I thought to myself, I'd actually never thought about that. And we've never talked about this on this mm-hmm. podcast, actually. We talked about it with Paula, actually, last week. But last for week, we talked about it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you, like like, like uh, if it was weird adjusting to someone's house? Yeah. 
I I talked about it with Paula, but just for a bit, not not com- like comprehensively. Yeah. I think I think exams are frying my memory. But um, <laughs> for Vanessa, what was it like for you? Was it just instant connection, or was there some struggles with the family? Or oh yeah, like I said, I'm I thank God for growth because I was super introverted back then. The first time I moved into someone's house, I was in my room for quite a long time. Initially, mm-hmm. I was spending time in my room. And I was just and eventually, you know, you start to come out for an hour or two, yeah. an hour, two, three, you know, but the first time it was not good for me. And um, it's just hard working stuff and getting used to a lot of things around the house because it's definitely different from Nigeria. It's the way things work, how their gas cooker works and the everything, the microwave, the bat, the bathroom. <laughs> same for me Yo, too. I got, Yo, I got lost so many times. It's, it's ridiculous. Lost in the house? I, no, not in, like, you know, going to school. I, my house was ah. 20 minutes walking from the school. I got lost every single time. One time I walked one hour the opposite direction. Like, how come? Going, do you always Yo, have I'm that? Stubborn. Do you I'm always stubborn. have that problem though? Not anymore. Because I mean, I mean, do you, <laughs> I do you lost your way in Nigeria too? Like, because some people oh, see, do have. Like, see, problems. see, my mom didn't really let us go anywhere, so I didn't really. Get okay, lost. that's why. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like that was my first experience on just like, you know, walking places by myself and doing being outside the house and navigating, you know, because for me, it was home, church, school. And my dad would take us to these places. We wouldn't really have to walk. Yeah, right. So no, I will never forget. I walked one hour in the opposite direction. I was like, damn, Vanessa, I can't see the house. I'm definitely going the wrong way. So now I got to go back to school. My host dad was a teacher. So I had to go back and like, oh, can you take me home? <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? like, what do you mean? The house is right there. And I was like, I can't find it. <laughs> what, at, at what point in the one hour walk did you realize, okay, maybe something's wrong? Like what, what, what made it click? By Olympia High School, there are a couple of tombstone, like a graveyard. Right. Once I got to that spot, I was like, yeah, that's, that's definitely not where the house is not there. Like a yeah. couple, it was a huge graveyard. As soon as mm-hmm. I hit, saw the graveyard, I was like, okay, so that's definitely not weird. I didn't see that this morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's <laughs> exactly, that was not there this morning. So I turned back around. <laughs> was it shocking for you also that everything in North American household works? Yes. And the yeah. electricity, oh my God. Totally. Like the water, seven. the water was always running on full power. And hot, oof, oh. the luxury. <laughs> No, I think it's the electricity. Uh, and now I'm used to it, but I know a couple of times when the power goes up, goes out because of a storm and everyone's just like, oh my God, the power is out. I'm like, yo, this is normal. This is In my like, welcome country. to my, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, what? they're like, yes, the power, light some candles. Where are the flashlights? Be careful. I'm like, yo, just go to bed. You won't die. The power just went out. Yeah. It's not that serious. But then again, you have to take into consideration that it's, it's a cold state. And so, you know, and, damp. and yeah, so it's like, okay, freezing temperature and stuff. So put extra blanket on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then wait, in North America, I remember when the power goes out, water also went out. Eh? Mm-hmm. Is it like that too in Nigeria? Because it's not like that in Indonesia. If you have a pump in your house, you can pump water while there's power. But most people usually have wells. Like I had a well in my house. Okay. So if the power went out and you know you run out of fuel for your generator, you can always fetch water from from the well. Because in yeah. my house we always have water, no matter. Oh. But the um, I mean, like the pressure is kind of suck. Mm-hmm. We don't really 
rely on pump. Yeah, here once the power goes out and then you know the, yep. the suction power, the pump's not lo- it's no longer working and they tell you not to run the water cuz <laughs> they don't want air to go get into the pipes and right. then, you know it goes bad. And start speaking the pipes like yep. <laughs> Exactly. I've been like I had a lot of Nigerian friends in university and we had a lot of we've been doing it twice since I was in my university the International Cultural Festival where they mm-hmm. where every country celebrate and exhibit their foods and everything. I know Nigerian food is probably one of the best there. I really like that masa thing. Yes, yes. Oh yeah. That was so good that masa and then do you have that I know that purple juice forget what that is. Oh uh zobo oh yeah I don't know if that's yep. yeah that was good too hibiscus. that was interesting <laughs> yeah I, I believe it's hibiscus yeah um, hibiscus. dried hibiscus yeah yeah and then how do you adjust to north american food right i will tell you my first also cultural shock is yeah. that in nigeria we eat a lot of rice we eat a lot of starchy food we eat a lot of carbs oh, yeah. cassava yams fried and those everything are like is friday most of the stuff is fried but like not a I wouldn't say a lot. Like the only thing that we would fry would be like plantains. Okay. And some of the yams. But we eat a lot of like rice and, you know, soups. Right. We eat a lot, a ton of vegetables, but the meat is mostly for flavoring. So it's like a tiny piece of meat or two tiny pieces of meat. Right. But on your, on your serving, it's majority, majorly rice. Or plant-based anything. Yes. Mm. And then the meat is not really the center of your meal. Right. It's just and for stock. So, it? Uh, yeah, it's just to make the stock, you know, mm-hmm. prior to making the soup. And it's just for the base. But I, my first meal in the U.S. with my host family, I see this piece of steak and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, is that for the entire family? What are we doing? Is this for and the neighborhood? <laughs> I'm saying it's per person. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm not complaining. I like meat. I'll eat it. And then I see the pot of rice. And it's just like one cup of rice. Uh-huh. I'm just like, are you cooking per person? Like, that's kind of slow. Get a big pot and let's cook, you know, enough rice for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's time to serve. And I, I, you know, they go around the table and the, the daughter just like puts two spoons on her plate. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. What is this? What and is then the mom, she like, she puts two spoons. The dad takes two spoons. And I'm like, why are you even eating white rice plain? Like, what's going on? <laughs> And like that was my big wow. Whoa. These people eat white rice plain <laughs> and not enough of rice. But that was yeah. I'll never forget. Whoa! <laughs> why is the rice plain? That was funny. <laughs> and why is it so small? <clears throat> How do you cook your rice in Nigeria, though? Like, is it like with stock or? So we have stuff like we have jollof rice. We have all our own version of fried rice. But we have like stews that we make with tomatoes that we eat with the plain rice. And then we have like vegetable stews that we make, you know, with like spinach and stuff. We eat with plain rice. We have like a bunch of stuff that we, but we never just sit down and say, let's just eat plain rice. Like for what? (laughs) Like That's a great question. (laughs) No, I I will never forget. And they put a little like slab of butter on it. I'm like, this is it? (laughs) This is Yeah. North American way. Yeah. yeah, I think that was, yeah, like food wise that, you know, and then the big portions in oh. terms of like drinks and fries and all yeah. that stuff. When you Very ordered small, good. though, when you ordered small and it came big. <laughs> yeah. Like, huh? Is that small? I know. I'm like, that's the small. Yo. See what the lot is. Yeah, but no, I, I think I don't know if any of you gained your American 15. I mean, no, 
you went to Indonesia. I don't know if you gained any weight. No, when you're from uh, from North America and you go to Indonesia, it's your you lost your you Indonesian, lose weight. <laughs> your Indonesian ten, yeah. Indonesian <laughs> ten. It's just, yeah, it's just psychological. Uh, here, I get this plate of food and I eat it all. And then I went to mm. Indonesia. I got the plate of food. I just eat it all. It's less, but I never mm. felt hungry. Mm. Just that, like the fact that I ate whatever was in front of me. Right. By the end, I had lost like ten or fifteen pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Not 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 me. And they and just, like you like you said in, about Nigerian food, like there's a lot more greens, a lot more just natural mm-hmm. parts. Where I can just right. name, okay, this is a this has ABC vegetables and these spices and mm-hmm. that's it. There's no no preservative with a super long Latin name. Exactly. Latin like that, Fancy you know? names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. No. And no, most definitely was just yeah, that's a thing too. Cause in Nigeria, like we like I said, we eat a ton of rice, but like I've eaten rice that same size since I was little and never, you know, gained excessive weight or you know, right. felt like, oh, I need to cut down on the carbs or anything. But then I move here and, you know, you eat whatever they give you. You're like, oh, I've never tried that before. Let me try. It. And then you feel like now you're like counting carbs and you're <laughs> like, oh, that's big portion rice. That's this. And like, like you said, everything. I think one thing that blew my mind was how long their bread, like the bread here could last. In right. my country, we make bread fresh every day. And, and if you don't eat it morning, today or tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if you don't eat it today or tomorrow, it's going Maybe. to go bad. Yep. But here, I've seen somebody have bread from like 2017 in their freezer. I'm like, are you gonna eat that? Like, tell me you're not gonna eat that. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's been a few things in this conversation that I've like never thought about before. Yeah. I'm about after this, I'm about to run upstairs and check the bread because I <laughs> I have no idea when we got that bread. It's been there for a minute for sure. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess it makes sense for bread to go old, like pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a it's a really packed nutrient and there's moisture there, man. Yeah, things like just gonna eat that. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, so and then Vanessa, when you went back for your mm-hmm. that year in between, and then coming back to the U.S., uh, did you feel any like reverse culture shock? Were there any like Ameri- pieces of American culture you brought with you, and then your family or your friends were like, "Nessa, you're so different now," or like, "This is so weird. <laughs> Why do you do it this way?" Or like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Right. I think I had picked up my like I picked up a little accent, which is obviously you know when you stay in a space for a period of time, you start to you know imitate and sound like. The people you're around right. and I, I got home my mom picked me from the airport she's like why do you sound like that what do you what why do you say you only go, we're gone for a year why do you sound like that and I'm like mom I don't know it just that this is me now you gotta accept me but um, Vanessa do, do you speak yeah. uh, English in your family Nigeria yes we right. speak a native language as well but that's just for when my parents get mad or Want to oh say yeah, something. that came out oh, yeah. in their in their their subconscious yeah, state. Yeah, primarily we speak English, and oh. I'm trying to be. I speak my native language quite fluently. I wouldn't say as fluent as I used to, but whenever I meet another Nigerian, I try to engage and you know to preserve that language for right. myself because it's not very diverse diverse that, in this area of Washington. Is that Yoruba that you speak? Igbo. Igbo. Okay. Yeah. Igbo. So, so how many? So how many? Let's say how many tribes or how many cultural groups are there in Nigeria? Ooh. Roughly. I know there. I can't guesstimate it because when you look it up, you know, when you do a little research, there are three major groups like Igbo, Yoruba, and Hausa. These are the tribes, but then there are like other smaller groups. Subtribe. And it, 
mm. sub-tribes and you know it's some of them have gone extinct like when you look stuff like this up on the internet it's like oh there are over 250 sub-tribes more than 250 sub-tribes in nigeria but the major ones are evil yoruba and hausa and then there's like other sub-major ones like ethic and it's a bunch of them the da- the data is not very how do i say it there are multiple datas that you can't really pick one so we just generally go for over 250 so that's roughly a yeah like a guesstimation well i guess that's um that's one of the problem of uniting like a you want to what have made a country that was consisted of like 250 different people and then mm-hmm. uh, let, let's just use english <laughs> <laughs> right instead of using one of those languages yes i yeah. remember growing up my neighbor on the left was from a different tribe my neighbor on the right was from a different tribe it just be really hard <clears throat> to communicate honestly yeah that's the thing about indonesia too but we, mm-hmm. we already developed a like a lingua franca since the um 16th century it's like the trading language the the language that i speak indonesian or they also speak it in malaysia too malay used to it used to be mm-hmm. called malay back in the day it's like the trading languages so yeah yeah it's easier for us because we've had that lingua franca for our 700 sub ethnic group mm-hmm. so yeah that's easier but for you i mean in nigeria that must be really hard mm-hmm. we always like to ask if you could choose uh, a memory or a story crazy memorable encapsulated your experience has something come to mind oh god I have one. It just it just clicked. Um, I would say my prom. That was very memorable. I won't forget it. Very yep. It was just you know. I, okay, for prom we don't have. We, I mean, we try. Nigeria tries to like emulate Western culture, so we have dances and stuff, but not as big not as prom. prom homecoming. Yeah, not prom or homecoming. Mm-hmm. And so I. I know I had made some friends. I had some exchange student friends and some other American friends. And we're going to go to prom as a group. Initially, I'm just like, why are we spending so much money on a dress we're going to wear for one day? And that was my first thought process. I'm just like, you know how much? In my head, I'm doing math because I'm converting U.S. dollars to Nigerian Naira. And I'm just like, that's a lot of money for one dress for one night. And they were like, oh, we just we have to look good. We have to do this. And then we go and do hair and makeup. And that's extra money. And I'm just like, Okay. And we go to prom and only spend 15 minutes. That's it. First, what? Yeah. That was like, why did you, me being the person that I am, I'm not doing all that extra stuff just to spend 15 minutes. So I didn't, you know, go, I don't know what the hype is, but as Americans, they've waited, you know, four years for this big prom, mm. big thing. I, mean, I as an international student, as a Nigerian, where it's not very big, it's not overly hyped. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm going to buy a regular dress. And I'm just going to go to this dance because it's not been part of my adult, like child life or whatever. It's it's not been in my head. It's not been for the past four years. I didn't even know what prom was. And so we go and then they, they want to leave after 15 minutes. And I'm like, what was the point? Where Was it the pre-pictures that you took what? that were for like what? Leave, leave to go where? Because actually, actually in Canada, like that's a big cultural difference. Our graduation ceremony is like, is not a big deal, really. I didn't even go to mine. I just went out to eat with my parents but so like right. after 15 minutes then what what happened yeah after 15 minutes we you know we go over to <coughs> our friend's house that's the hangout spot oh. and so like you know it's like sort of like an after party and like i said i'm super introverted i it was my it was really my first coming to like america being an exchange student was my first interaction with like you know people of the opposite sex and just you know being in such big friend group even having a friend group you know it's not just mm-hmm. all new to me 
And right. so I'm the introverted exchange friend that the, you know, cool other exchange friends are tagging, bringing along to places. So right. I just be sitting on the couch and, you know, minding my business. And so I remember telling my host mother that I was going to sleep over at my exchange student's house, you know, my best friend's house from right. Spain. She's from Spain. And then her telling her mom the same thing, you know, just so that we could go over to this boy's house who is who has the home that's the hangout spot. Mm. I will never forget me being the little naive Christian child that I am. I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, wait, we're all going to sleep in this one room, <laughs> this one space, <laughs> this one space. And Your conscience called you out. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? And then next thing I know, there's a couple, there's a, there's a small bed on in the, in the like basement. So we're in the basement. There's right. a bed, there's a couch, and there's the floor. And every, the couples are just doing their stuff. And I was just like, what the heck is going on? It was my first time seeing something like that. It was very, it, I was mind blown. I think I was like, I I think I couldn't even think about that scene for the next three days. Because there was like people, So I, like, how do you, I started watching my Korean dramas. I'm just like, okay, so... I'm going to watch my drama. And so I, I was laying down and I had my phone up. And this girl goes, are you recording me? I'm like, um, sis, what the? No. Yo, I'm not even not even interested in yours. Just I know. I'm, saying, I'm trying to block you out because you're traumatizing me right now. I couldn't ask my host mom to pick me up because I already lied and said I was going over to this girl's house. Right. So now I'm stuck in this basement with all these people so much yeah yeah i was traumatized I too though yeah, did, super are you are you like because <laughs> i remember when when that thing because i was i was already asleep that night and then mm-hmm. I, it, it woke me up like in the middle of the night mm-hmm. oh shit this is happening shit, what what did happening. you do did you leave no i just continued sleeping but with my mom. <laughs> like my heart like my heart thumping and i go to the bathroom and i'm contemplating on life <laughs> like, what is happening and then the next morning we're we were in california eh? And then we go to Knott's Berry Farm, if I'm not mistaken. Went on a roller coaster, and that thing just um, keep you know playing in my head. I can't, <laughs> I can't. It's it's traumatizing. It's like it's like your whole body just flowing with blood that was no, yeah, I know, cold blood. You know, do you know yeah. Because I mean? you're like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, what like, am I supposed to do with good. that with that information? Yeah. <laughs> like how? What am I like? My whole thought process was like, how am I going to look at them in the face tomorrow and say hi? I'm like, hi. Did you wash your hands? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry for both of you. Such an American experience. I learned it the hard way, man. An, an, an introvert Indonesian Muslim student had to experience <laughs> that. <laughs> Feel so bad for you too, Vanessa. That was. No, it's okay. I'm still best friends with all these people. <laughs> <laughs> what are your regrets? Yeah, we haven't talked about that. Oh, yeah, that's that's a big one. Do you have any regrets in your mm. like exchange? <laughs> Something you could could have done better. Something you if, shouldn't do. Yeah, something I shouldn't have done, and, and something I should have done better. For something I should have done better, like done, I would say it would have been like coming out of my shell as soon as I got here, because I feel like I could have experienced way more. Mm-hmm. It, it just started clicking towards the end where I was making good friends. I was volunteering. I was joining clubs. You know, I joined so many clubs. I I joined the theater club. I knew I definitely could cannot act or sing or do any of that stuff. But, you know, just finding a, a place where you, you can build props, you know, yeah. it made, I'm not going to lie, building props for theater just made me feel like I was in high school musical. That one, that was, that was, <laughs> that was kind of good. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> <awesome>. come, 
seen it all come together on stage and just I yeah I definitely should have just done more in high school and just been more out there and you know it's all good and fine because I'm doing good right now but that high school that high school experience just was for just one year and you can't really relive that moment again I guess because right. college is very different. You're on your own. It's not super organized. You're literally on your own, right. you know? But that high school was just very different. And I think I would have been more outgoing and just out there. It, it was really a good opportunity. It really was. And I think right. I should have just, yeah. Put yourself more right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem for, but, I think, all of us. Yeah, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Always though, you could have yeah. hang out more, but you just didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no reason or anything behind it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, but I think we should also just be proud of of the change that happened. All right. of us, yeah. us three introverts, yeah, and just that there was that growth and that experience, and you you wish that you were at your at the form you were at the end at the beginning, but that's kind of the whole point of the process. Transformation. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, and I bet you were surprised when you like got home and then realized like, oh, like the old Vanessa would never do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I worked a couple, you know, campus jobs. I worked as a peer counselor. I had 20 students under me. Like I had to talk to 20 people Whoa. per quarter. So it's just like <laughs> when I think back, I'm like, I don't even know how to handle my own self. And I'm <laughs> working with 20 people per quarter. And, you know, just just talking about my exchange year right now, just, you know, I just remember how I wouldn't even talk to somebody in my one class. Yeah. And I should have just done a little a better, a better job, you know, even to, to the, the next person who sat next to me. I don't think I even said hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Since you're a nurse, this is probably the going to be the last question. How's the COVID case there? They're managing it a little bit better, you know. Yeah. We're getting the vaccinations. A lot of people are getting the vaccinations. That doesn't really necessarily mean you don't have to, you know, mask up and be, you know, proactive with keeping the places clean. But right. <clears throat> things right here in um, Olympia, Washington, specifically, because that's what I can talk about. I don't know about, you know, outside of Olympia or the U.S. Yeah, because I'm not there. But um, things are getting a little better. We're opening up. We were on lockdown for quite a long time because mm-hmm. of the governor. The governor just would keep every couple of weeks just saying, well, the numbers are going up. We're just going to go on lockdown. But now things are getting a little better. Restaurants are opening up. Um, we're seeing less cases okay. of COVID. And even if we do see cases, you know, it's the, the symptoms are not out there. So it's easily asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. Yeah, it's asymptomatic. So you can easily like, you know, get better after a couple of days of staying yeah. at home. But definitely more people are taking the vaccinations. It was open to healthcare workers and, you know, immunocompromised individuals now it's you know school schools are offering it and you know schools are making it what's the word required uh-huh. some schools you know i heard uh, cornell princeton and a couple of schools are making it a requirement compulsory, compulsory yeah uh-huh. but so far so good i know a couple of my co-workers have taken it as well have you have you had the vaccine though mm-hmm, I, i got it last month which one um i got pfizer right yep i was out for two days <laughs> Right. All right, Vanessa, thanks for coming. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Ray, for having me. It was really great to talk to both of you. It's our honor. Thank you so much. It's been a long time since I saw you. I think this the last time I saw you was in Wait, was orientation, it orientation, I think. 
Yeah. Oh my God. So you know, we oh. haven't seen each other. Didn't see each other on like trips and stuff like that. Or? No, because no. I didn't go on any trips. Not even, not even California. <laughs> I didn't go. I was super introverted. My dad was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> see, that I regret that so much. See, that's that's the one thing I regret was just, "No, I'm good," you know. But yeah, I haven't seen Ray and any of the like. I know the people who live in this part who lived here. Like um, Theodore, Kiko, and um, a bunch of them I saw because they would come for school games and stuff. But besides that, I didn't really see anyone. And then I don't know if you remember Kana, she was here. I was going to see her, but I, I, I think she left and I was busy. Valerie lives here in Seattle. We were this in the same team with them um, that volley volleyball. Oh volleyball yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a really long time ago. Six years, seven. Wow. Hopefully, we have like a reunion or something like that somewhere. I remember you were left-handed. I am still left-handed. I'm drinking water out of my left hand. Oh, you have a really good memory. Yeah, I remember like unimportant details. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's why I don't like school. They want me to remember <laughs> the important ones. <laughs> oh man, this was great. Thank you guys so much. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you next week. See ya, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.